wanted to say to you again, good morning and thank you and welcome to a brand new year, a season, I guess we should call it, of Spice. And for those of you who don't know, I'm Lily Frost. I'm one of the leaders of this Bible study along with my partner in ministry, Becky Garner, who you will hear from in a little while. And um, also Carolyn Reed is still uh, working alongside us when she's here the six months out of the year from, from her other home in Ohio. I always love to figure it out each year and it is today is my 28th opening day of Spice. <laughs> How can that be when I'm only 28? I think I was about 28 when I started. I um, still remember that day. I've, I've talked about this before. I remember the well more, uh, warm welcome that I received the first time I stepped foot in this room. People were very kind to me, very welcoming. They gave really great instructions about what this time together on Tuesday mornings looks like. And so that is what I hope to do for you today. I hope when you leave here, you'll just be in the know. And all nerves, if you're new, will be gone. Um, we are so excited to have you join us today at Spice Bible Study. One of my family members, uh, I've shared this one time before, uh, asked me at some point after attending Bible study for years and years and years, isn't there a point when you don't need to study the Bible anymore? You know, when you pretty much know it all and you no longer have to, as they put it, consult the manual. <laughs> and I remember I said, no, actually, the more I learn about God from the Bible, the more I realize how much I don't know. Also, I can always, maybe you feel the same way, can use a reminder of what I already know. After all, that is a lot what teaching is about, is reminding people of what they already know. I read recently that whatever we rehearse the most in our minds and verbally out loud with our words will have the biggest influence on our beliefs and and our emotions even. For example, if we rehearse all our disappointments over and over and over, we're not likely to find it easy to find hope in this life, right? If that's what we're going over and over and over. And so logically, if you apply that to the study of God's word, if we study and if we rehearse God's word over and over and his faithfulness over and over, that is going to impact our beliefs about ourselves, about our family, about our challenges in life, right? More than anything else. And so it's important. It's very important to, to know God's word, to study God's word, and to rehearse in our minds and with each other. And that's partly what we do here. We rehearse the faithfulness of God, his goodness, and all the things that the Bible talks about him. So here we are for another year. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to see what God has from his word for you today and this year coming up? You know, this book that we study called the Bible has been called by some uh, 
great love letter. And I really believe that it is impossible to spend time reading a love letter like we have and not be radically changed by the love letter because that's what love does. Love will do that. Love transforms hearts. Broken hearts. Hardened hearts. But love can especially transform and radically change and open up hearts that are already willing, that are willing to receive. And you coming here to this morning into this room says, hey, I'm willing. I'm willing to receive. I'm willing to open my heart and learn from this book, this love letter book that God has given us. I know I encounter God's love and power every time I spend time in his word. It transforms my thoughts. It actually transforms my identity as a beloved daughter of the king. And I know when I, when I read and, and just take in what he says about me, it just transforms my thinking, and I no longer feel like I'm some impoverished person, a needy person, because his Bible tells us that we have him, and he'll supply all our needs. That means I have all the love I need. I have all the wisdom I need. I have all the peace I need. I have all the joy I need. Do you see how transformative it is? So, I just want to give you all a very heartfelt welcome this morning, and I want to give extra hugs and extra kudos to those who are here for the very first time, because even though it's my 28th opening day of Spice, I do remember well the feeling that I had showing up here at Spice for the first time, coming into this new group of women, having no idea what to expect, whether I would be accepted um, for who I was and where I was at in my life at the time. But I tell you what, I I know that you're going to have the same experience that I did, which was I soon felt very loved very accepted, and I know you will too. And how do I know? Well, let me tell you what our vision is for Spice. A few years ago, everyone on our leadership team got together. There were, there's about 35 of us on the leadership team, and we wanted to really um, clarify for ourselves what we're about here on Tuesday morning. And we came up with this vision statement after a lot of prayer and discussion. The reason that we meet every week is to nurture women in community, so in a gathering like this, encourage spiritual growth through the study and the application of God's word. That's our vision. And then this group of, uh, of women in leadership decided to go a little further than that even, and we came up with our four highest values that we try very hard to uphold as we live out that vision of spice. And they are, number one, safety. Safety of all kinds. Physical safety, theological safety, and emotional safety. In other words, we want every one of you to feel safe in sharing around your table 
and talking around your table and so that what's shared at your table stays at your table. That makes us feel safe, doesn't it? That we could share something very deep and personal because what is shared there is going to stay at the table. Confidentiality, very important as we meet together each week. Our second key value is compassion. We always want to be compassionate and caring and not condemning. And so we realize that we are a work in progress. And so we give each other that safety and that compassion and an environment that we can all grow in, in all ways. And our third uh, value is that we, is inclusiveness. We always try to be open to new friendships and we also are very careful on um, how we speak because people, um, we want to be inclusive of people that might not know the churchy words. And so we, you won't see us using churchy words from up front um, that, unless we go ahead and define them. And that's a very um, high value of ours. We try not to use churchy words without explaining or defining them. Another, another area of inclusiveness that um, we address every year is that we're so blessed to have included in this group here many women of many denominations. I actually know personally of Lutherans that we have here, Presbyterians, we have some Baptists here, we have Catholics, as well as many other denominations that come to Spice. Um, and also many who are no denomination, they might be setting foot in, this, in a church for the first time today. And for this, we are very honored and we're very grateful. It is very rich. You don't have to be um, here for very long before you see what a rich combination of women God has put together here. And so we come together as one group to learn about God and to study the Bible. And so you'll never hear anyone here, um, here put down another denomination or even another Bible study or, um, any, or put down any question that might be asked or come up. At least that is our plan or our, and our goal, but it takes all of us, doesn't it, to carry that out and to hold ourselves accountable and hold ourselves up to that standard of being inclusive. And our fourth value is authenticity. We want Spice to be a place where we can be real. I've said this before. You know what happens when we're not real. If you're not real here. What happens is you're going to be loved, but you're not going to feel loved. Because you'll always have the thought, well, they wouldn't love me if they knew the real me. Right? And so give us a chance. Be real. We're all going to be real. We're going to be authentic, not artificial. And we are likely to laugh together this year. We are likely to cry together this year at some point. But we are all going to grow together. And we're going to learn about God and the Bible and how he's at work in all those things. And so those of you, again, who are new this year at Spice and perhaps new to Bible study, we welcome you wholeheartedly. Our goal this morning is to do everything we can to help you feel comfortable in this place of newness. And so 
with that in mind, I'm just going to give you a brief overview of what the morning will look like because it's going to it's different than most Tuesday mornings on opening day. And um, we actually begin our regular schedule and our regular routine next week. So first of all, very important, we're going to eat. <laughs> Thank you to table leaders for bringing the food or, and or arranging for food at your table. While we eat, we're going to have about 50 minutes to talk around our tables and eat. And I encourage you to meet all the women at your table and leaders, um, table leaders will facilitate going around the table, getting to know each other. And then in an hour, I'm going to be back up here. I'm going to introduce to you Karen Britz, who is our welcome and announcements person on Tuesday morning. She is the face that you will see, the sweet face that you will see at the beginning of every Tuesday morning. She also reads the portion of scripture for the day. And today, Karen will have some very important beginning of the year announcements to make like parking and emergency evacuation procedures and the like. And then Karen will introduce the first two teachers of our year, Becky Garner and Daniela Shalemi, who will teach us during our fall season. In case you don't know, we're going to study the book of Matthew, the first book of the New Testament all year. We're going to be in Matthew. And so they'll give you an introduction to the fall portion of our study and your table leader, before you leave, will make sure that you have a question packet in your hand so that you can do your homework this week in preparation. And then Karen will come back to talk to us for a bit about Bible study in general, about SPICE, the homework, the regular Tuesday schedule. And we will close it out there in a couple hours at 11.15ish. Okay? So right now you have a whole hour. To, to get to know each other and enjoy the food. Let me pray for our morning and for the food. God, I thank you so much for your faithfulness to this ministry over many, many years. Over 60 years this ministry has been going on, and you are so faithful. And thank you to your faithfulness to me personally and to the leaders of this Bible study, how you always come through and help us with any problem that arises. How you give us such joy in serving here at Spice Bible Study. And Lord, I ask that your blessing over this new season, this new year that we will be together studying Matthew. Bless us, Lord. Grow us. I know without a doubt you're going to show up in a myriad of ways to teach us all that we need to know. And I bless, ask you too to bless the food to our bodies and the um, fellowship around our tables. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, ladies. Thank you, Lily, for a wonderful welcome this morning. Isn't she the best? 28 years. Wow. I have to ask... I'm not sure if we did this or not, but how many of you are new for the first time today at Spice? We have a couple of people. Wonderful, wonderful. Did we, can we, can we have your name? I don't want to embarrass you, but we want to welcome you. Andy? Welcome. And you're from Germany. Yay. 
We're really lucky to have you. And I know um, a lot of people have shifted tables. So how many of you are at a new table today? Raise your hand if you're at a brand new table that you've never been at before. Okay, good. It's nice to shake it up a bit, right? Make new friends. We always welcome you and encourage you. You're able to do that. And no one's feelings are hurt because it's nice to be at a table for a long time and develop those friendships. You're always welcome to do that. My name is Karen, by the way. I might have forgotten to say that. And I don't know how many years I've been doing this. Do you know how many years? About five years. And I have to share with you, I was telling Lily that this morning I was eating breakfast and my stomach was in butterflies. I was nauseous. I was really lightheaded and I was, thought I was going to faint. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm not sick. I'm like, oh yeah, I have to get up and give announcements today. I am so nervous. In fact, I'm starting to sweat. Oh my gosh. I mean, God calls us sometimes to do the uncomfortable. And this is very uncomfortable for me. But God always calls us to the uncomfortable, knowing that it is the best thing for us. And I know I have been truly blessed by being able to be up here. But um, there's some other things in my life that are uncomfortable, but I know that when God calls us, it is for our best. So it was a great reminder to me this morning to be steadfast and to do what God calls us to do because he knows what's best for us. I certainly don't. So thank you for having me up here for so many years. Um, I guess you're kind of been stuck, but anyhow. So um We'll get started today. So I do have a wonderful announcement. Can I have Miss Shirley stand up? We love Miss Shirley. And uh, many of you know Shirley. If you don't know Shirley, I hope you will get to know her. She and her husband run the program, I don't know if we have a slide or not, called Restore, that ministers to women and their children who are recovering from many years of suffering from abuse, um, addiction to drugs and alcohol and other things. And um, they have had over 50 women and 42 children come through their women's home alone during the past three years. They have three homes for men too. And so it's a wonderful organization, and they have a fundraiser every year. They depend on donations to run this incredible, impactful program. Let me read to you what she says. That um, okay. First, I'll do this one. So the fundraiser is next. Is it next Thursday already? Oh, October. Okay. See how nervous I am. I'm not even reading. It's October 18th. Thursday night, and Shirley has these cards out in the foyer at the information desk. You can grab them, and you can also register online. It's really easy. So it's their fundraiser. There'll be people there sharing their testimony of the impact the Restore Home has had on them. So it is the women's home, and they have three men's home. Shirley, is that correct? Three right now? Yes. So um, they'll be sharing that they run the 12-step program in their home too so it is Christ-centered and I think that's why it is so successful so 
If you don't know much about Restore, please come. You'll learn about it. Um, you can buy your dinner, and then if there's ways to get involved or just supporting them. It's just an incredible, incredible organization, and we're so lucky to be able to have Shirley here to report to us their great testimony of their program. But details, it is $50 a person. Um, you can buy a whole table and host for 10 people, but um, I think that's it, right? Okay, good. It's wonderful, wonderful. And now you get to hear the nitty gritty of procedures. I know you've heard this year after year, but it's always a good reminder about our safety, because that is one of our values here. We want to make sure everybody stays safe and knows how to stay safe, starting with parking, because that can definitely be an unsafe thing. <laughs> so we want to remind you that um, if you are able and um, willing, if you can park further away from the entrance to the building so that those who have some mobility issues are able to park up closer. We do have seven to nine designated special needs parking area right outside the building. And there is a sign out there. And that tells you that um, you don't need a handicap sticker, but like if you have temporary or long-term disability or walking issues, you're welcome to park there. We do have four designated handicap parking spaces, two up here, two down below, that you would enter the building and take the elevator up. Those you do need a handicap sticker for, okay? Um, but the rest of us, we can, we can walk and get a little more steps in for the day, right? There is one parking spot out here that's in front of a fire hydrant, and it has little hashtag marks there saying don't park there. You could fit, but don't try because we really need to have that open for emergencies so the emergency vehicle can get into that fire hydrant, okay? I think that was right over where the red mark is. All right, that does it for parking. You all clear on that? How many of you park in the same spot every week? Are pretty close, isn't that, aren't we creatures of habit? Okay, find a new spot further out this year. <laughs> yeah, I always park right behind Bobby. It's so funny. <laughs> right? We're creatures of habit. So we have to change our spot, Bobby. You, no? You change, I'll follow you. Okay, so then we've got emergency evacuations. How many of you have an emergency evacuation at your house? Do you guys know what you do? Couple of you. Couple of you. Yeah, I don't. But here we do. So if there's an emergency and the alarm goes off, what we'd like you to do to exit the building immediately. Depending on where the emergency is, we will find our way to either end of the parking lot to stand, definitely away from where the uh, emergency vehicles are coming in. But uh, that's the main thing, is to leave the building immediately. If you have children, your children will be escorted out to the parking lot right when you come into the church entrance before the sanctuary there. The playground is right below it. They will be escorted out there. So if you have children, you are to leave the building with everybody else and walk outside the building to that area to pick up your child. And they will give you a piece of paper downstairs with that map on it also. 
by no circumstances should you try to stay in the building for any reason. Okay? I think that does that. Wow, we're wheeling through it. And then, my last announcement is here around 9.15, because who likes to visit with their neighbors? You all do. We hear you. We know. So come at 9.15 and catch up with your friends from your table and other, other tables. And then we start our study at 9.30. We'll have announcements, and then we'll have a, a speaker. And if you come in after the announcements, we ask that you sit in the back. And after the speaker is done, then you'll be able to join your table. Um, a lot of our tables do move to a different area uh, for our discussion time. So after the speaker, we move to our, our discussion areas for about an hour, going over the questions from the study that we received the week before. And we'll be discussing those, and then at the end of that, around 11 o'clock, we try to end with prayer time um, for our tables, and then we close around 11.15. If you have children downstairs, we ask that you do pick up your children by 11.15 so the caregivers downstairs can be relieved of their wonderful time with your children. Um, I think that's about it. And if you're new, make sure your spice leader has your address. Becky? Baskets. I couldn't see what you were holding. I think I need glasses. <laughs> oh my goodness, I had no idea what you were holding up there. So baskets, yes. On your table, there is a, a kind of straw basket. The only thing that we ask at Spice in terms of donations is um, on a weekly basis is here. It's voluntary. If you would like to put in change, dollars, whatever, to help fund the child care ministry program downstairs. We do pay our teachers to teach and spend time with their children, and it's a wonderful ministry, and it's a wonderful gift to be able to give young moms so they can come and study God's Word, develop friendships, and have their kids be in a safe, nurturing, a wonderful place learning about Jesus, too. So... That's what the baskets are for. It's also for you to put your name tags in at the end of uh, the spice so that they're there the following week when you come back. If you're like me and you bring it home, you forget to bring it back. So put them in the basket and they'll be there for you. Anything else? <laughs> Did we cover it all? Oh. Cell phones. Oh, well, I'll be reminding you every week about that. But yes, we do ask that you turn off your cell phones. Yes, can you read that? God may be calling you, but probably not on your cell phone. So please turn it off. Um, and it, yeah, Danielle and Patty do a great job with our slides, by the way. I have to introduce our team back there, Daniela and Patty. They, they every week work ahead of time with the speaker, getting their talk and slides. They work hard at it, and they're there in the back the whole time doing a wonderful job. And they add a bit of humor to our session, too. So thank you. So um, yes, we ask that you do turn your cell phones off. Thank you. Otherwise, I think that's it. I'm going to bring Daniela and Becky up here, because they are going to talk to you about our new study, which is the book of Matthew, which you heard Lily say that we're going to be studying it all year long. 
And that is going to be so wonderful to be able to be immerse ourselves and to really get, hopefully, the wonderful things God has for us. So this is Becky and Daniela. Becky is a table leader also, and Daniela works in the AV. So would you like mine? Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so for the next eight months, we... Oh, wait a second. I'm going to introduce... Should I even introduce Eva first? Oh, wait. First, before we do this, I want to introduce you to someone special. Eva. I'm so glad you made it up here, Eva. Eva, can you just wave? Okay, that's Eva Considine. Um, Eva Considine is going to be running the child care pro the child care program downstairs. Yes, please give her a hand. She has been working her tail off for the last month, getting the facilities ready, picking out curriculum, decorating bulletin boards, ordering supplies for kids to provide not just child care but to provide teaching, to provide uh, like a Bible study for the kids while the mommies can be here. So we're really excited um, to embark uh, in this new era of a child care program. Um, she's she's going to be running the child care program for MOPS as well. So there's going to be a lot of continuity between MOPS and SPICE, both in the people that work there and in the, the teaching that goes on. So we're just so excited to have Eva as a part of our children's ministry team here at Hillside. And it's I got I got to give a hand to our to our council at, at the church because they really really felt like uh, investing in um, a child care program so that moms can be ministered to and be at complete peace when they're doing when they are being ministered to that their kids are in great hands. So we're so happy to have Eva. I'm so glad you made it up here. She's going to be at Terry and um, Leanne's table. So if she's here, that means things are running like clockwork downstairs. <laughs> oh, okay. She actually has to go back down. <laughs> well, we're glad you made it up here so I could introduce you. Thank you, Eva. By the way, Eva's a certified teacher. She has also been a professional nanny. She is CPR certified. She is, I mean, she's got like, like this like long list of credentials. So we are in great hands. So we're so happy to introduce this, the fall study to you. Um, for the next eight months, all of us together will be journeying through the Gospel of Matthew. And as a prelude to the study, I thought it would just be great to just get oriented together. To just do a little orientation to get us kind of all on the same page. So we're going to start with the basics. Where are we in the Bible? So if Patty could bring up the slide of the books of the Bible, I'm going to show you exactly where we are. Let me just tell you a little bit about, just as kind of for a lot of you, this is just old news, but a lot of us, this is new news. So I'm going to kind of go over it. So the Bible is comprised of 66 books divided between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament is basically the Hebrew scriptures, the Jewish Bible, if you will. It's also called, the, the official word for it is the Hebrew word, the Tanakh. And so the, 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 the Old Testament 
is defined by everything that happened before Jesus. Then there was like this 400, and that brings us to the New Testament. The New Testament is, is the, the mark of the New Testament is that it begins with the birth of Christ. So the New Testament is kind of everything that happens after, after Christ was born. And by the way, um, this diagram that's up here, I just find it's really helpful because it also breaks out the books into their different categories. Um, there's a stack of them on that table back there, so if you'd like one, um, you can grab one on your way out. It's like a little Bible study help. So a lot happened in that uh, 400. So here we are. We're going we're gonna to be starting at the, the first gospel, the very first book of the New Testament. Um, and a lot happened between that Old Testament and that 400-year gap. Um, basically, in, at the end of the Old Testament, the Persian Empire was ruling the world. And if you see, the, there's a map that I have that shows the Persian Empire. is a marker, is a point of reference. I, I put a star over there over Jerusalem. And so you can see that the Persian Empire is all that orange. And so the Persian Empire was the powerhouse of the world. They were in control. And over the next 400 years, the, the power shift gradually shifts to the west. I'm sitting here going north, south, east, west. Um, shifts to the west. And when we come into the New Testament, uh, the Roman Empire is in control. And you can kind of see how now it's... It moved through Greece and then to Italy, so now the Roman Empire is in control. So the, 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 what was going on in the world, the power struggles, everything is completely different from the Old Testament. So here we are at the very first book of the New Testament, um, and the, they comprise, there's the first four books of the New Testament comprise the Gospels, and on the sheet, it's in the it's in the green box. So let me say just a little word about the Gospels in general. There are, uh, they were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospel of Matthew, Gospel of Mark, Luke, and John. And Matthew and John, so we're going to be studying the one that Matthew wrote. Matthew and John were actually two of the original 12 apostles. Uh, Jesus' 12 closest disciples that followed him and, and, and followed his ministry. So they're first-hand accounts of Jesus' work on this earth. So we get to, we're going to be walking along with Jesus. So it's going to be really great. And I'd like to talk about the word gospel for a second. The word gospel comes from, it's translated from the Greek word euangelion. And it is, it means... Becky's so proud of me because I pronounced it right. <laughs> we had a whole discussion yesterday, and we practiced. <laughs> um, so anyway, so euangelion, it means good news or good tidings. And in the book of Matthew, it's like God's good news. Um, you know, it's in gospel, you know, uh, what's her name? Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Lily talked about churchy words. In gospel, uh, I call them Christianese words. 
And, um, and gospel is one of those Christianese words, right, in, in modern times. There's really, I can't think of a context that I would actually use the word gospel except in like gospel choir, gospel music, that kind of thing, right? But back in those days, back in biblical times, gospel was not associated with any kind of faith or anything. Gospel was just a part of their modern-day vernacular. And here's, here's this, let me, I'm going to tell you a little cool side story. So yesterday, I'm telling, uh, we're talking about this opening, you know, and I'm telling Becky that I'd really like to define gospel, um, being that it's one of those Christian-y words. And, um, and Becky informs me that on Sunday at this church at Hillside, um, they did a whole sermon, the entire sermon was on the word gospel. I mean, could that have been like the best pre-teaching of this book that you could ever imagine? So I, I didn't hear the sermon. I'm the director of children's ministry, so I'm usually amongst the children doing something. I usually listen to the sermons online, and as of 9 o'clock last night, it wasn't loaded yet, but I talked to Tim in the office, and it is. He's, he, the sermon will be on the website um, by this afternoon. And so I encourage you. So, And here's the other cool thing. The person who gave the sermon is an associate pastor here at the church. Her name is Sarah Ago. And Sarah happens to be the, um, I call it like the pastor rep for Spice. She's like our, she's our shepherd. Thank you. That's a much better word than rep. <laughs> Can you tell I came out of the corporate world? Okay. So, um, so pa she, Pastor Sarah is like spi our spice shepherd, and we did not coordinate her doing a sermon on gospel and us talking about gospel, gospel and the gospel of Matthew today. So, so what I, I say all that to say that I encourage you to go to Hillside's website if you want a really great in-depth understanding and a, and, a, and a great way to look at the word gospel. Um, do we have that picture of the website? Yeah, there it is. So that's what the website, that's what the front page of the website looks like. It's hillsidecovenant.org. So if you, if you don't go to Hillside on Sundays or if you happen to go to Hillside but weren't here this Sunday, that is where you will find the, um, the talk that Sarah gave this past Sunday. So I encourage you to look at, hear it. It's, it comes on very good authority that it is a great thing to listen to. <laughs> so what is the gospel? What is the good news that we were talking about? What is the gospel? What is Matthew's good news that he is proclaiming? So allow me, I'm going to jump to our memory verse. On the, you, I think it looks like everybody's got their study. On the very front of your study is uh, a scripture that we will be memorizing together over the next... Don't worry, we got plenty of time. We got like nine weeks to do it, right? So we'll help you, I promise. Um, so we're gonna. So let's take a look at. I want to jump to this verse real quick um, to kind of answer this question of what what is Matthew's good news that he's proclaiming. And by the way, another side note: the um, the memory verse is from the New Revised Standard Version translation. And generally speaking, when we're using the New Revised Standard Version. So, 
Um, the, and the main reason, there's no, the main reason we do it is because that's kind of like Hillside's, Hillside's uh, main official version. But um, there is no right or wrong or best or whatever translation. So if your translation sounds a little different, reads a little different from what you're hearing from up here, that's totally okay. And in fact, it is really rich when you're going over homework and stuff at your tables to share, uh, to, to share like pieces, like listening to different translations of the, main, of the same scripture because it kind of gives you a little uh, deeper understanding of it. So we encourage that. So just want to let you know that in case you're like, but mine doesn't sound like that. It's okay. Um, in Matthew chapter 4, in the fourth chapter of Matthew, this is where Jesus begins his ministry. He, begin, he starts teaching, healing, and in verse 13, it says, Jesus left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. And here begins our memory verse. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And when I read that in my English Standard Version, it said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is near. It is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. And that is where the title of our study comes from. The king and his kingdom are here. And a few lines later, in verse 23, it reads, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news. The good news of what? The good news of the kingdom. And in this, just in that same stream, it says, and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. What is the good news? The good news is that the king and his kingdom are here. And who is this king? Who is this king that brings light into darkness? And what kind of kingdom is this where light dawns over the shadow of death. And what kind of king heals every disease and every affliction of man? What does this kingdom look like? This is what we'll be, these are the questions we'll be answering over the next eight months. Did I whet your appetite just a little? <laughs> I'm excited. I am excited. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go there. All right, Be Becky, you were going to tell us some cool stuff. I'll just sit down now because that was awesome, right? <laughs> great, great intro. Um, yes, the king and his kingdom are here. We get to spend this whole season together looking for Jesus and also bringing him with us to wherever we go. Um, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about our study. It's pretty ambitious for us to go through a chapter, some weeks, the first week, Daniela's first week, 
you'll be reading through two chapters the first week. So um, we've tried to chunk it up into the sections most of you will see divided in your Bible. So I want to give you a few hints on how to handle that. So if you just open up to the first page, our first question is usually a way for us to just get into thinking about um, a real-life application for ourselves. And it's, it's just for us to start beginning to think thoughtfully in the study. But as you can see, we have bolded sections within that. So in order to get through the scriptures and to do it thoughtfully, one way to do this would be to say, okay, we have Spice on Tuesday. On Wednesday, when you begin your Spice study, think about reading that first section. So it would be Matthew 1, 1 through 7. Read that thoughtfully, prayerfully, and then do those questions. And then maybe do the next section the next day or whenever you get back to your study again. And that way, you have a chance to kind of meditate through the scriptures all the way through the chapters. Now, um, if you're like me, a lot of the times what I do is I blaze through all of it, and then I go back and I, do, I read it over um, during the week. Try not to do that on Monday night. That's <laughs> and if you or do, Tuesday morning or, or Tuesday, <laughs> especially if you're teaching, <laughs> especially. But um, you know, we want to encourage you to kind of meditate and ruminate and be in the scriptures throughout the week. And so we've tried to make it so that you can walk through it during the week and really be thoughtful and prayerful about doing that. Uh, so. I think, you know, we're excited to be here. Uh, we would love for you guys to pray for us as we listen to God and bring the message of the king and the kingdom to you. Um, God bless you. We're really excited. I don't know how you feel. I'm, I'm a teacher by trade, and it feels like the first day of school when you get your books, you know? You get your books and your assignments. Everything's really new, and, and you get your hands on your study. And it's our chance not just to, like, dive into God's word and fill in the blanks and do all that sort of stuff, it's a time for us to spend time with Jesus. And for those of you that are searching, it's a time for you to ask questions and to meet him. And this is the great place to take this packet, to fill in your questions, to ask questions, not just fill in the answers, but put in your questions, put in your wrestlings, and then bring them back to a safe place around the table and we can talk about them together. So um, anyway, we're excited to be with you guys. I'm excited to see all your faces again. We're thrilled to be here. So I guess we'll close. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. It's going to be great. Yeah, thank you. These girls. Yay. These girls have been working this summer. I've been off hiking. And they've, been, they've been fast at work writing the study for our fall segment. Well, what a great morning. It's so great to see all your faces again. And I'm just going to close this now in prayer. And we will say goodbye until next Tuesday morning, bright and early, with our lesson, our first lesson done, right? Father, we're so grateful for, for you and your attributes of love and grace and mercy and righteousness and peace and joy and all the things that you offer to us. 
And Lord, we're just so grateful that we live in a country where we're free to meet and study your word. We just never want to take that for granted. I thank you for this church that opens its doors and encourages us to come and learn. And Lord, may we do exactly that, starting as soon as we start our lesson at home. And I pray that you would bless our whole spice year all the way until the end of May with lots of learning and deep relationships centered around you and what you have to say to us in your love letter. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs>